It's Sweater Day on Industry Focus. Find out why on this Tech Edition. Howdy everybody, I am Sean O'Reilly with the one and only Nathan Hamilton, and uh, for those of you that are listening on the podcast, it is in fact sweater day. We're both wearing (laughs) sweaters, and the reason is, of course, it's 20 degrees. (laughs) Yeah, I guess uh, the people listening in are seeing this by video know that we are wearing some pretty closely matching, though dapperly, navy blue sweaters. You walked into the studio here, and you're like, ah, we dress the same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what everyone can't see is we're pretty much wearing the same color pants. We've got the khakis on and everything. It's very right. embarrassing. Uh, so moving on from, obviously, our awesome fashion sense. More important stuff. More important stuff. Um, Apple, the world's largest publicly traded corporation, is reporting earnings next week. They're the lar- largest, right? And some could say they are a fashion item as well. They are, yeah. Right. Actually, this is so stylish. <laughs> um, they're reporting earnings next week. Uh, we want to talk about one number you should ignore and three that you shouldn't. What is the thing that I should just not even pay attention to, not even care about, whatever? Yeah, there are a lot of numbers out there. And of course, being, like you said, the biggest company iPhone in the sales, world. blah, yeah. blah, blah. So many numbers thrown their, out. Their balance sheet is yeah. bigger Cash, than whatever. some countries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But here's the one number which I think investors should ignore when Apple reports earning. And it's $2.59. What is that? Is so, that the price I paid for my Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> Some can probably guess, but it's, it's the EPS number, yeah. and that's a consensus forecast for what Apple's earnings per share are going to be when they report. So Now, a lot of people, like when a company misses by even a couple of pennies in earnings per share, the stock goes crazy. Yep. So why do you not care about that? So I think part of it comes down to the time frame that I'm looking at investing in Apple versus maybe the short-termism of either sell-side, trading, anything which is catalyst-driven investing in Apple stock. So being, I'm looking separately or you know beyond that because Apple, if you look at it, over the last four quarters, they've beaten earnings per share by about 7.71%, and that's the consensus earnings per share surprise. So being a foolish investor long-term, you don't care if it goes crazy next week. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really matter in the long term or the long time in our investing time frame. Who cares what the earnings per share number is? Does the earnings report of 259 tell me anything about five years from now with Apple? I would argue absolutely not. And you have to look at where these numbers are coming from. You know, in reality, it's a very complex way of putting an Excel spreadsheet together to pull numbers out of the air. Right. So, <laughs> well, and that 259 number is a gap number, and as we know, any serious analyst yeah. gives a nod and a wink to any gap number. I mean, yeah. they can have anything. It's not cash flow. It doesn't show actual cash coming into the business. And you have to look at it this way: on uh, you know what it means with a Wall Street analyst or any sell side analyst making a call on the earnings per share. There's one really telling survey that that I came across recently, and it's from inside the black box. And what they did is they asked 365 sell side analysts what determines their compensation. Guess what was ranked dead last? Uh, Earnings per share. Somewhat. Accuracy and timeliness of their forecast. It absolutely means nothing. So they just throw this number out there for the fun of it. Yeah, I mean, it's not throwing out a number. Absolutely. Um, If you look at what is ranked number one, it's industry knowledge for the sell-side analyst. But, um, you know, really, it's just looking beyond that 259 numbers. You know, it's really not a huge driver. And I think investors for the long term shouldn't pay too much attention to it. Hey, if you're a trader, you know, sure, go ahead, pay attention to it. It's worthwhile. 
Um, it could move the stock if they surprise upside, downside, and other numbers. But for my purposes, I think investors should should ignore it. Why? Why? Why is advice? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> hopefully uh, wise advice. Hopefully. Yep. Cross my fingers. Um, so uh, a couple of the numbers that people should be paying attention sure. to. The first one is half their revenues come from the iPhone. They're looking to sell about 51.03 million units. Here's one of them. Ooh, yeah. ah. I'm really proud of this. I got this a week ago. Um, what can you tell me about the iPhone? What should you be looking for? So correction, and I should have clarified this before, but 51.03 million is what they sold in the year ago quarter. Aha, in the okay. December so we're looking quarter. for the year, year yep. over year change. So the number to pay attention to, 51.03 million. What Wall Street, and I know I had a little spiel of, of you know, Wall Street and kind of what, what they make with consensus targets, but the consensus estimate is right around 66.5 million. That's a lot of phones. It is. <laughs> and, and here's the thing to really pay attention to. Sure, 66.5, you know, definitely keep it in mind, but you want to see the trend. We know that, or we can guess at this point, that iPhone sales are doing very well this past quarter. Um, we want to see that trend moving up over time, and it's not just this quarter. We want to see in next quarter that compared to the year prior, the number is trending positively. And you have to look at it. You mentioned it's a huge driver of revenue. In recent quarters, it's been approximately 56% of Apple's revenue. Completely dominates it. Does that scare you at all? Like, at what point do they change the name of the company from <laughs> Apple to iPhone Inc? <laughs> some areas, yes. Some areas, no. Because okay. if you look at the ubiquity of smartphones globally and what Apple is doing, there's some get us positive. to buy the watches, and then you're even more yeah. invested in the phone. But, but you also have to look at it as well. It will dominate Apple's revenues. Um, but Apple has joined or uh, rolled out the phone to more countries than it ever has. And that's been a huge driver. If we look back to um, October of 2014, they rolled it out to 30-plus additional markets. And we may say, I haven't seen anything recently, but their target was you know, north of 100 markets countries. at the end of 2014. Yeah, sorry, countries. So there's a whole, that's like half the planet, and probably yeah. even a bigger portion of the population. Yeah, so. and that's what you want to see. If you look at, you know, the trend of the numbers, you know, increasing over time, that's what you want to see. And are they going to more markets? Are they, um, you know, keeping the premium price point and still gaining traction? That's really the key driver. But yeah, you know, you. I, I want to see years. how many iPhones they sell in Croatia. That's, that's <laughs> my. <laughs> a million? I don't know. A million? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Maybe even that's a lot. I, I don't know what the population of Croatia is. Yeah, so. Um, uh, so the next big number that we wanted to actually pay attention to is 37.93%. Uh, Yep. Explain that for everybody. <laughs> so for those maybe, you know, that, that might be paying a little bit closer attention, you can assume that's a gross margin number. Um, and that is for, similar to the iPhone estimate we just discussed. That's the year ago quarter. And that's what they hit. Um, well, I think it's important to focus on 37.93 exactly is Apple is guiding for, you know, some fairly good um, gross margins going forth. And 2012 was the peak. You know, you had the iPhone 4S rollout. It was the same form factor as the iPhone 4 from previous mm -hmm. from previous time frame. So, really, they got an upgrade in prices. You know, they saw the gross margins move up pretty significantly. But it didn't cost them much more to make exactly. The phone. Yeah. Okay. So you look at it. What does it mean for Apple now? You've got the iPhone 6 and the 6S. And do we have any? Sorry to interrupt. Do no, we have any indication? Because um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The Plus cost 50 or 100 more. Yeah. So um, the actual phones range from 649 to 949, all the way up to the highest. Um, depending on the hard yeah, drive. Yeah, I think it's 128 gigabytes. How much more does the Plus cost them to make? 
So I don't know so much on the plus, but if you look at the I'm iPhone very curious 6, to see that. yeah, it, it would be interesting to see. But if you look at the iPhone 6 compared to, say, the 5S, okay. the base model 16 gigabyte comparing the two, um, IHS estimates that the bill of materials is only 3% higher for the iPhone 6, but the actual selling price is 18% higher. So, so that's you know that's a, a, a gross margin contribution. That bodes well for their gross margin because correct me if I'm wrong, the plus is selling really well. Yeah, their indications point to the plus selling pretty well. You've also got the fact that the six goes from 16 gigabytes to 64 gigabytes. Up. It skips that 32 gigabyte um, level that they had right. previously. So really, there you, again you get a hundred dollar increase in the price. A little bit of increase. For just a little bit bigger hard yeah. drive. Yeah. And everything same, else is the same. Yeah, and it's, it's the same with the 6 Plus. You know, they have the same sort Very of layout. Interesting. So that is, um, I, I think that's a key point to, to focus on. And like I said, margins peaked around 47% in 2012. We won't see that for Apple, but, you know, look for some gross margin trends increasing over time, hopefully. Very cool. Okay. And uh, last but not least, and perhaps the biggest number on our <laughs> list, is uh, $130 billion. Yep. So <laughs> Apple followers will know what that means, but it is the size of their total capital return program, share buybacks, dividends, and so forth. I hope you're happy, Carl Icahn. No? <laughs> <laughs> but let's put it in perspective. Um, that's a GDP of Ecuador. You know, huge numbers. Huge numbers. They're going to return nine, that nine zeros. to shareholders. You know, I, I am a shareholder. Are you? No, no, not yet. Okay. So they won't return the money to you unless you are. But, um, you know, all the shareholders, $130 billion. I, I, ga I gave them money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's flowing to me. Yeah, it's going to you. <laughs> in a very roundabout way. But, yeah, you really have to put that in perspective. It's bigger than the social media industry as a whole. Yeah. You know, that's just the money that Apple is returning to shareholders. And as we see up until this point, Apple has returned approximately, I believe it's just north of $90 billion. And you, know, you have to look at it. Their cash pile, their cash hoard over that same time frame has increased. And you got Carl yeah. Icahn out there calling for 200 a share, trillion dollar corporation at that point. Yeah. You imagine going back in time and just showing the balance sheet 15 years ago to an Apple shareholder. Yeah, I, I wouldn't blow people well, they away. They're near bankrupt. Yeah. yeah, like that's crazy. You know, it's funny you mentioned that actually. In um, one of my classes in school, it was an accounting class, and our professor did that same exact thing. He um, blanked out the name of the company at yeah, the top of the ten balance pay, sheet, balance and he's like, yeah. "What company is this?" And this was, I think, it was the late nineties. I can't remember any exact year, but nobody guessed it. And they're like, it's Apple. It's Apple, yeah. Benjamin Graham used to do that at his class at Columbia. He would yeah. do that and do it with like General Motors or whatever. It's like, surprise! Yep. You know? But yeah, I mean, looking at the quarter, so they're not going to return $130 billion this quarter. Not in three months. But, but again, in the broad scheme or the big picture, we want to see that, you know, I, I think Apple could certainly bump up that number. Some believe that they will. We know the dividend's going to increase annually, but that's not going to take a dent in the cash pile at all. Wow, very yeah. cool. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. One number to not care about and three numbers that are actually really, really important for long-term Apple shareholders. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Nathan. Absolutely. And full on, everybody.